The content of this podcast should not be considered financial or investment advice. All interviews and discussions are opinions only, and the podcast has been created without taking into consideration the listener's financial objectives, financial situation, or needs. Listeners should obtain independent advice before making any financial decisions. Hi, this is Barry Fitzgerald. I'm Garen Perro, columnist for Stockhead. Welcome to another edition of the Explorers podcast. We've got a newbie today, Mamba Exploration, a WA-focused gold, nickel, PGE and copper explorer, which only debuted on the market on February 5 under the code M24, after an IPO that raised $7 million at 20 cents a share. The shares have gone well too, and they were last quoted at 30 cents, which gives a market cap of around $19 million. So Mamba is, a, is as lightly capitalised as they come, giving it just the sort of leverage to exploration success that Garrett Pirro likes to see. Mamba came to the market with four key projects in the Ashburton, Kimberley, Darling Range and Great Southern regions of WA. The Ashburton and Great Southern are prospective for gold, whilst those in the Kimberley and the Darling Range are prospective for a suite of base metals such as copper, nickel, manganese and PGEs. On listing, Mamba promised a strong news, news flow for the rest of the year across the four projects, with an immediate focus on Great Southern and Darling Range projects. Each one has an interesting story behind it, and for that we have with us Mike Dunbar. Mike is Mamba's Managing Director and is well known on the WA mining scene. With that, I'll say good day to Mike and say thanks for your time today. Great. Thanks, Barry, and uh, thanks for the opportunity to uh, introduce Mamba to your listeners. Great. Now, Okay, now I've just uh, said that you're well known in mining circles, but for those who haven't followed your career and you're involved in some of the big uh, discoveries over time, it would be great if you could give us a bit of a snapshot on your professional career leading up to you becoming Mamba's MD. Yeah, thanks, thanks, Barry. Yeah, I've been playing around in the minerals exploration game over in Western Australia and and around Australia and around the world for around 25 years, and I've been working um, in a range of commodities from Gold. A lot of my experiences in being gold, uh, was involved with the discovery, development, and delineation and development of the Thunderbox Gold Mine, uh, which is now owned by Northern Star after their acquisition of, of Saracen. Um, so I was working there in the late nineties and early two thousands. Uh, also experienced um, developing um, the Dabrawanga Gold Mine uh, in Western Australia and discovery of a number of other. Uh, plus one million ounce gold projects uh, in, in, in Australia. I've also had uh, a fair bit of experience exploring for nickel. Uh, when I was working for Lion Ore, I spent about six, seven years at Lion Ore uh, and made the discovery of the Waterloo and Amarac nickel deposits in Western Australia, as well as a number of other suite of, of nickel sulphide discoveries um, worldwide. I've also had a fair bit of experience in, in copper exploration, working for Exco Resources, which I left Exco around 10, 12 years ago now, um, yeah, working on the Concurry Copper Project, which was eventually sold to Extrata and is currently being mined. So a range of experiences there um, over over 25 plus years of experience. So um, great opportunity to, to now uh, be involved with Mamba from uh, from inception uh, through the IPO process and now onto exciting exploration stage. Right, okay. 
Now, if you uh, let me indulge myself a bit, Thunderbox you mentioned, uh, an old uh, Lionel discovery, I think, originally. That's um, right, yes. There's some myth around the name of it. I was once told that it was because the Geos only had a, a Thunderbox, which to those who don't know is the can in an outside dunny, uh, to use. But other people told me it was because there was a lightning, a big lightning show in the sky one night and Thunderbox came uh, became the name. Do you, do you yeah. which one's true? Uh, it's not the latter, put it that way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it was when I first started working there, um, we had just fin- just finished the first diamond drill hole and uh, it was a very basic exploration camp that we had, um, which was actually, as, as, uh, as would have it, was very, very close to uh, the Waterloo nickel mine, uh, what, what turned into the Waterloo nickel mine, um, and, and the Thunderbox was quite close to uh, where the surface expression of Waterloo would actually be. So, yeah, it's a, it's a strange, strange uh, set of stories, that one. Yeah, uh, good one. Okay, now, I've mentioned the four key projects. Let me be a bit indulgent again here and kick things off with my personal favourite, the Darling Range pro- project. What have you got there and what's the forward plan? Yeah, Darling Range is a very hot part of um the exploration um, strategies in, in Western Australia at the moment with Chalice's uh, Julemar discovery and a number of other discoveries um, in the region uh, made by a number of our peer companies, Caspian Resources, uh, Pursuit Minerals and Mandrake Resources, for example. Um, we've got a number of three main tenement areas there, uh, ranging from Mistake Creek, a southern, southern tenement, uh, to Black Hills uh, and Batty Bog, three tenement areas. Um, the strategy there is they're very early stage projects. What we've done is we've actually already, since we've listed only uh, six weeks ago now, we've already flown VTEM, a VTEM survey over the entire project area. Mm-hmm. And we've just released um, initial results from those, which have identified a number of conductors uh, on each of the tenements with you know, some very interesting bedrock um, responses that really need to be followed up. So that's a, a really exciting stage for us right now uh, to have um, within a couple of months of listing uh, straight into a VTEM survey and identified uh, conductor. So it's a, it's a, it's a good, good first step. Mm. Uh, from, from this VTEM or aerial borne aerial survey, we will now go into um, fully evaluating each of those those target areas and those those conductors uh, through a combination of geochemistry, uh, soil and auger geochemistry, and and on ground uh, moving loop or fixed loop uh, ge- geophysics before drilling any targets that we define. So we've got a, a stage program there, very very methodical. That's really what you have to be. When you're looking at these types of types of deposits, um, but we've uh, got a, an exciting project and program going forward for it, um, and it will be the focus for the next well, three or four months. Mm. Uh, you're a geologist, so you should be able to clear up for me. Um, you call it the Darling Range, others call it the West, West Yilgarn, and there's other names still. Are we talking about the same rock types, are we, or same structures, or? Yeah, the Darling Range of, of projects, the Darling Range area, um, it is the, the Western Yulgarn. It's it's just to the uh, to the east of the Darling Scarp or the Darling Fault, which is the boundary between the Yulgarn Craton or, or 
or Yulgarn block um, and the Perth Basin. So it's effectively in, just inside the, the, the Yulgarn uh, on the western western edge of it, uh, just to the east of, of Perth. Okay. And, of course, it's home. Uh, you mentioned Chalice uh, on the way through there. Chalice, of course, uh, now with a market cap of $1.6 billion. Um, Major the uh, Julemar Discovery last year, uh, platinum group, metals, nickel, copper, all very exciting stuff. So uh, I'm sure you're going to say you're looking for the next one. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Now, look, it, it has been a very exciting pro, um, time for, for Chalice. There have been... Uh, very successful, and, and uh, you know, I think it's fantastic news for the industry uh, that that we've seen um, new frontiers inside an area and inside Western Australia, which historically people have thought has been very well explored, and to have to have new exploration success um, in in areas that people previously haven't uh, considered to be prospective is is exciting for us. It's exciting for, for Chalice, obviously. It's also exciting for the industry as a whole. It opens up a large part of parts of Western Australia. Chalice, for example, opens up the, the that discovery and success, opens up the, the Western Yulgarn uh, terrain, mm-hmm. which is very exciting. And to move to another really exciting um, discovery in the last year, um, the, the Hemi discovery by by DeGray also opens up large parts of the, of the Pilbara. While we haven't got ground in the Pilbara itself, it just does show the potential of, of um, the West Australian area and West Australia as a, as a general area has not been fully explored as people believed it had. So yeah. it's really exciting. Yeah, uh, very true. Very true. Now, I uh, don't want to push you too hard, but uh, with the VTEM work uh, concluded, um, investors always ask, of course, when will you be drilling? <laughs> that's a really, really good question, and that's a that's a a, a tough one to answer. Um, mainly because we we've got the VTAM survey, which is fantastic. That gives us and lets us hone in on the areas we want to um, get access to on the ground. Um, and what we will do now is better define those targets. The, the initial uh, conductors that we have, um, the geophysicists. That we're using Southern Geoscience, well, a well-regarded yep. geophysical group over here. Um, uh, they are now going to go through a full process of full interpretation, full modelling of each of the conductors. Mm-hmm. That gives us a really good launching pad. Uh, from there, we'll define the conductors even better by going on on ground and doing moving loop and/or fixed loop EM, which is a ground-based system, uh, which better defines the targets and, and lets us hone in better. Um, and then from there we'll be drilling. So it is a a logical step step by step approach we need to follow. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, we'll be drilling there as soon as we can, as soon as we've got targets that that are well enough defined to get in there and and um, and test. So um, it's a bit hard to say exactly when, but we're not going to be um, we're not going to be sitting on, on on our laurels with this. We'll be pushing ahead quite uh, quite quickly and aggressively as we can. Yeah. Now, uh, I think that uh, neatly brings us to uh, uh, the Great Southern Project. Uh, again, what have you got there and what's the forward plan? Yeah, the, the Carlisle Creek is, is another example of a forgotten gold region, if you like. Um, in the Great Southern and Carlisle Creek, um, it's halfway, if you like, between 
the between Albany and Ravensthorpe um, in the Great Southern. Mm-hmm. We've got when we listed one small tenement down there, which had a, a four kilometre long soil anomaly on it, um, and had had some historical drilling back in the in the late nineteen eighties, um, which did inter- intersect some, some very significant, very shallow gold mineralisation, uh, and that has sat idle since nineteen eighty nine. Um, and the one target in particular that we, we're encouraged by is the Southern, Southern Prospect. Um, it has had no exploration since 1988, 89. So really, we want to get in there and go, go drilling. Um, we are actively going through the, the permitting process of that right now uh, with program of works currently in with the Mines Department. Once that's granted uh, and, and approved, uh, we'll be in there drilling um, as, as quickly as we can. So I suppose when you look at Darling Range, we'll be drilling most likely after um, the Great Southern. Um, and some of the reasons for that is the Darling Range and Great Southern areas, we can work in summer um, and before the, the winter rains come through Perth and, and through mm-hmm. the southern districts. So the aim is to work the, the two southern projects in the summer months, um, autumn, yeah. summer, spring, and move to the Ashburton and Kimberley during the, the winter or cooler months when it's difficult to get access onto the ground in the Great Southern because it's too wet. Yeah. Uh, and we can then move up and have uh, constant year-round news flow from the Ashburton projects in the Kimberley. So if you like, we can have a, a set of projects that we can work during the cricket season and we've got a set of projects we can work during the football season. So it gives us year-round um, sports sports news. It's just hard to know which one's more could be more distracting, depending on who you support, I suppose. Staying with gold, the Ashburton. What have you got there? Uh, yeah, the Ashburton is similar to to the Glenberg Gold Project that I was involved with uh, the very early exploration phases in the 1990s, um, and got hold of that when I was working with at Gascoin Resources. Uh, we grew the Glenberg Gold Project to around a million ounces, and it's currently sitting about. About 500,000 ounces, I think they've recently redone a resource there. But the, the Ashburton project is similar to Glenberg in that it's a craton margin style of deposit. Yeah. And what that means is, is it's not a traditional greenstone hosted um, mineralized system. It's between two cratons where uh, they're, if you like, banged into each other. Um, and those systems are very different. Um, but worldwide, they can host very, very large gold systems. And the Ashburton project has got some historical shallow workings on it um, and some very limited drilling, uh, but some high-grade gold intersections in it. Um, and the, the, aim, the aim there is to really step back and evaluate the entire uh, crater margin because we've got a number of very large structures that run through the property uh, mm-hmm. and have potential for, for gold. So we're doing um, – we will be doing when we get up there um, – broad auger and geochemical work to really hone in on um, a full suite of, of gold projects um, and, and potential in the Ashburton. So it's a quite an exciting area. Right. Okay. Now, further north still, the, the Kimberley. Yeah, the Kimberley is largely an application at this stage, um, but we've got you know, three sub-projects, if you like, up in, in the Kimberley, being the, the uh, Copper Flats, uh, Ruby Plains and Spiwa East prospects. Uh, they are very large 
uh, packages of, of ground. For example, if you combine the, the copper flats and ruby plains 10-minute package, it, it extends for approximately 190 kilometres. Yeah. Um, so a very large package of, of, of uh, tenements up there. Um, but some very, very exciting, um, particularly copper flats, some very exciting copper and silver um, anomalies and, and mineralisation has been defined by previous explorers um, mm -hmm. and has never really been properly evaluated or, or, or um, progressed. Now, um, it was owned previously by Ord River Resources yeah. that, that uh, when they first discovered it, um, they, their market capitalisation on the back of it went to around about $200 million. Um, so it, it did get a lot of traction, but they then got caught up in, um, I won't go into all the details, but, but um, some uh, um, corporate challenges uh, and funding challenges in, in the, the around 2007-8 um, and so ended up dropping the ground, which is when our, our um, vendors who put it into, into uh, Mamba um, managed to get hold of the ground. So I've got some very high-grade um, copper um, intersections from trenching uh, to 8% copper, and as significant as that is, it's also got some very significant uh, silver mineralisation as well. So the potential really is for a large SEDEX-style um, copper-silver um, discovery up in the, in the copper flats area, which is really quite exciting. Yeah, particularly in this market with what the $4 a pound copper and $25 an ounce silver prices. It's, it's, yeah, it is quite phenomenal, I must admit. Um, I've worked, as I mentioned earlier, um, over in the Concurry Copper Project, and back then, you know, copper prices half what they are now, um, and long-term, people not really knowing where it was going, and, and it was quite challenging, whereas you look at $4 copper, that's, that's almost unheard of. So it really is quite an exciting time to be looking for copper. Um, I think with the electrification of of industry and 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 the like, uh, that and the decarbonisation of of large industries. Now, I think we are going to see copper continue to be strength uh, strengthen further, and I think we will see uh, going forward uh, very solid copper um, demand, which does bode well for anyone looking looking for copper, uh, and then hopefully successfully finding copper. Yeah, the market's certainly very switched on to uh, good copper results at the moment, um, good responses. Okay. Now, um, uh, you mentioned Ruby Plains there. Uh, you're not looking for rubies, I take it, there? <laughs> no, no, we're not. Um, no, Ruby, the Ruby Plains area is just a, just a district to the east of Halls Creek. Uh, we've got a large tenement package there. Um, what we're looking for at the Ruby Plains prospect, or sub-project if you like, um, is really for intrusive-related copper-nickel styles of, of mineralisation, similar in a, lot, in a lot of respects to the Savannah um, gold, uh, sorry, the Savannah nickel um, deposit and mine owned by, by Panoramic Resources. Um, now, the area is very, very prospective for, well, for a lot of commodities, but certainly for intrusive-related copper-nickel, um, so much so that IGO... Um, has pegged a huge amount of ground in not only the, the West Kimberley but also all the way across to the East Kimberley um, looking for for nickel and intrusive-related nickel-copper systems. Um, mm -hmm. So 
yeah, that's uh, the, the Ruby Plains really is more of a, a intrusive related um, type of type of um, target that we're looking for. So it's it is very different to Copper Flats, but it, it is in, the, in a similar area, uh, geologically quite different, but um, but um, yeah, really quite uh, quite an exciting area and um, just has not had the, the exploration that I think it deserves. Mm, okay, no, you certainly, you've certainly got a interesting mix of you know uh, exploring in known provinces, emerging provinces, and new frontiers, really. So, yeah, I, I think that really is is the summary of of what Mandra is all about. We are not going to be um, just going and chasing a, a little gold um, occurrence just outside of Kavuli. We're not going to be looking for for um, uh, Greenstone hosted or sniffing around old prospects around around um, the the gold fields. We are going to be looking very deliberately at greenfields exploration in underexplored but yet highly prospective areas. And we think, well, I certainly think um, the the Ashburton Darling Range, Carlyle Creek, around the around the the cratons there is very very prospective um, for a suite of commodities. And then the SEDEX styles of deposits for copper flats in, in silver and silver and copper, uh, and intrusive related copper nickel in up in the Kimberley. It's a it's a diverse group of projects, but at the same time, it has got a common theme of of looking around um, around really prospective, uh, but yet very under underexplored regions. So it's it's quite an exciting time and. The fortunate thing about about Mamba is because we are recently listed, we're, we're, very, we're very well funded, as you mentioned. We've we raised seven million dollars as part of the IPO, um, mm-hmm. and and really does give us uh, a, a great um, launching pad now to to aggressively explore year round and provide news flow year round, which is quite quite an exciting period. Mm. Okay, there we go, folks. So- a welcome uh, new addition to the Explorers ranks on the ASX, well-funded and with uh, plenty of action to come across uh, a number of areas. So we'll wa- be watching with interest. So with that, Mike, I'm going to say thanks for your time today. Good luck with it all and uh, we'll catch up soon. No worries, Barry. Thank you very much for the opportunity and uh, thanks to the listeners for taking the time to uh, to hear the Mamba story. Thanks very much. Cheers. Cheers.